plans for my crazy day. My packed commute. All those unread emails in my inbox. But I'm getting stronger, faster, and pushing myself further every day. I don't care if I'm not like everyone else. This punching bag is the best way to end my day. <laughs> Fearless is knowing yoga isn't your style. That's the power of the Blue Cross and Blue Shield Federal Employee Program. Learn more about our healthy benefits at fepblue.org slash get more. Welcome to Locked On Cowboys. I am your host, Drew Davison of the Fort Worth Star-Telegram. It is Monday, the day after the Cowboys Season opening loss to the New York Giants. They fell twenty to nineteen uh, in a close game, and and you know this is just going to be a Monday morning quarterbacking session. Uh, and just right off the bat, you know, and just talking to some of my colleagues after the game, it it just felt like this is a game a bad team loses. And I'm not saying the Cowboys are going to be a bad team. By any stretch, but it was just one of those games where uh, the Cowboys had their chances to win and they just couldn't close the deal. They're up 19 to 13 in the fourth quarter with 13 59 left. Uh, they couldn't make that lead stand. They had a couple opportunities uh, defensively you know, to, to make a stand and, and get it done, and they weren't able to. And then, of course, they had some chances offensively. You know, once the defense gave up, you know, the touchdown, uh, the go-ahead touchdown, you know, midway through the fourth quarter, uh, the Cowboys had two chances really at, you know, scoring drives. And, of course, the last one ended – with Terrence Williams staying in bounds instead of, you know, doing the common sense thing and running out of bounds and letting Dan ba- Bailey try a 60-62 yard field goal. Uh it, it was just one of those games that you know, it j- just a bad loss because uh you don't give your shot your yourself a shot at the end of the game and you know, during the game, you, you know, the Cowboys showed some life uh, you, you know, Dak Prescott had some flashes, but it, it's just, it wasn't there. You know, it wasn't like the Giants were, uh, you know, just this, just putting all this pressure on or making some ridiculous catches or throws offensively. It's not like the Giants really did anything spectacular. It's just that the Cowboys, you know, Ezekiel Elliott had a disappointing uh, pro, pro debut, 51 rushing yards on 20 carries. Uh, Dak Prescott looked okay at times, had a very good first half. Uh, but, you know, kind of when in the red zone and when they needed to punch it in, they settled for field goals. So uh, that certainly uh, left a lot to be desired there. And then... You know, you kind of fast forward and look at uh, Des Bryant, you know, one catch for eight yards, a touchdown that was called back after review. You know, he needs to have a bigger impact on the game, and part of that's on Dak, you know, finding the right situations to get him the ball. Uh, Defensively, Brandon Carr had a 
interception, which which is clearly a positive for a defense that only had 11 takeaways, the worst in the league last year, getting a takeaway early in the third quarter and then turning that into the lone touchdown offensively on the short field. That that seemed like a good momentum swing for the Cowboys, but uh, they weren't able to hold on. You know, they had a couple sacks. Benson Mayowa and, and uh, Orlando Skandrick got the strip sack, but on the strip sack, the Giants ended up gaining positive yards. So, uh, overall, just not a great day. Uh, but, again, uh, before we dive more into the game, let me remind you to check out Locked On Giants with Art Stapleton, my buddy, who uh, will fill you in on the season opener from the Giants' perspective. And also check out Locked On Fantasy. You know, who did good, who did bad, uh, kind of what matchups to watch out in week two. And check out Locked On NFL uh, for all the big storylines of the uh, of the day. But this is Locked On Cowboys with Drew Davison, and and we are talking. You know, just looking over the game, the the Sunday game, the day after, kind of what everyone is going to be talking about, and. First and foremost is the quarterback play. Dak Prescott, you know, if you've been listening to my show, which I hope you have, uh, a lot of Dak Prescott talk, you know, here in these opening shows, and rightfully so. I mean, he's the quarterback. And I, I thought he looked good in the in the first half in particular. Uh, but, you know, Dak Prescott, he finishes his uh, season debut, 25 of 45 passing for 227 yards. No touchdowns, no interceptions, 69.4 passer rating. And uh, like I said, I I thought he had a pretty solid, solid first half. Uh, You know, the Cowboys offense was moving. Uh, You know, they, they scored, you know, granted they had to settle for field goals, but, you know, they were able to score on several of those drives. And, you know, in the first half, Dak Prescott was 19, or excuse me, 14 of 19 for 134 yards with a 92.9 pass rating. So clearly the first half was better than the second half. Uh, So in the second half, if I'm crunching the numbers right, Dak was 11 of 26 passing. So uh, more incompletions than completions in the second half, which of course isn't good, but I did think Dak showed poise, and, and kind of like we talked about, the it didn't seem like the stage was too big for him. And, you know, he all, all in all, I think he played well. You know, after the game, he said the nerves didn't really get to him. He felt a little bit of nerves right when he took the field during the national anthem, just, you know, kind of soaking in the moment. Uh, but, you know, clearly – you know, Dak Prescott has a lot of room to grow. And, you know, first and foremost is, uh, you know, clearly getting the ball in the end zone. You know, when the team's in the red zone, they've got to find a way to punch it in. And and in fairness to Dak, you know, Cole Beasley dropped what should have been a touchdown pass, and Des Bryant had a touchdown pass called back. So those are two uh, potential touchdown passes that uh, – you know, obviously didn't uh, show up on the stat sheet. You know, that 
very easily could have. So, you know, he he could have, you know, got those, uh, you know, numbers or what padded the stats, so to speak, better than he did. Uh, but unfortunately for him and the Cowboys, he didn't. Uh, but you, you know, here here is also where I think. And granted, the Giants were clearly focused on not letting Des Bryant beat them. Des has had a great training camp, a good preseason, and clearly the league knows. Uh, but Dak Prescott targeted Des Bryant five times. He caught one of them for eight yards, and that was very early in the game. So uh, Des was pretty much a non-factor after that. Instead, you know, Jason Witten and Cole Beasley were Dak's favorite targets. He targeted Jason Witten 14 times. Witten finished nine catches, 66 yards. Cole Beasley targeted 12 times, finished eight catches, 65 yards. So uh, both of them are are clearly good security blankets for Dak, and and that's good. He feels comfortable going to him, but – when you got a guy like Des Bryant, you have to figure out a way to get the ball to him. And that's on Scott Linehan, and that's on Jason Garrett as well. You know, maybe line Des up in the slot once in a while. You know, move him around, let him, you know, uh, you know, kind of put the Giants' defense on their heels and, and figure out a way to get your most dynamic playmaker the ball. And, you know, Dak did try to go to him a few times, and and they just didn't connect. But that's one area where the Cowboys really have to sit down and design some plays where Dak can go to Des Bryant. Dak feels comfortable throwing Des Bryant's way. And, you know, staying on the offensive side, Ezekiel Elliott, he admitted – it was an average outing for him. You know, he said he was disappointed. Uh, he acknowledged the Cowboys did not bring him to Dallas to be average. 51 yards on 20 carries, 2.6 attempt average. His longest carry was eight yards. He, he had two eight-yard carries in the same drive, including one for a touchdown. So, you know. So, at least he did get into the end zone, but he has got, you know, the, and granted, the Giants' D was clearly uh, focused on stopping the run, and, and you know, kind of going back to Dak real quick, I mean, part of the problem was Dak's longest completion was a 21-yard pass to Jeff Swain. You know, they didn't, you know, he took some shots deep, he wasn't, you know, hesitant to air the ball out, but, uh, you know, when your longest pass is 21 yards, you know, that's not really going to keep the defense on the heels, and and that kind of allowed him to stack the box and really uh, limit what Ezekiel Elliott had done. And and granted, you know, there weren't a ton of running holes, at least, you know, to my amateur eye, that uh, where, where Zeke should have taken more advantage. You know, I thought he was aggressive where he could be and tried to be physical, uh, but quite simply there just wasn't the room to run. So, uh, and, and again, part of that's offensive line and part of that's probably on Zeke. You know, he's got to read the defense and the holes better. And, 
you know, he like, like I said, he acknowledges a very average outing, and, and you know, the Cowboys did not draft him fourth overall to be average. <coughs> so at least you know Ezekiel acknowledged that and knows, you know, and I think the whole Cowboys, you know, realize that hey, they're we've got a lot of work to do if we're going to be the team we want to be, uh, especially when Tony Romo's out. And uh, in the final offensive thought is on Terrence Williams. And, of course, he's going to catch a lot of grief today and tomorrow and here the next few weeks for not getting out of bounds. And, you know, it's not like Dan Bailey would have, been automatic from 62, 63 yards. But you've at least got to give your kicker a chance to win the game in that situation. Get out of bounds. You know, Garrett, Jerry Jones, all of them said, you know, hey, he's taught to get out of bounds. And uh, and Terrence Williams made no excuses. Give him credit. He faced reporters after the game, made no excuses, said, hey, I should have gotten out of bounds. Uh, at, at, at the heat of the moment, I think Terrence thought he was doing the right thing. He knew how much time he thought, you know, they they had enough to, you know, spike the ball and do that sort of thing. But, you know, he's he, he knows now and, and – as Brandon Carr said, you know, after the game, hey, this is a great learning experience, not only for Terrence, but for the entire team. They go over these end-of-game situations constantly, and it just got real. I mean, the, to put it bluntly, I mean, those things, it's not just practice. It, it, it's going to happen in the game. You've got to be aware of the situation. And unfortunately for Terrence Williams, he wasn't, you know, or he was aware of the situation. He just made the wrong call. So, you know, he, and, you know, you don't want to bash a guy, especially uh, Terrence Williams, but, you know, you, you just hope he grows and learns and, and becomes a better player because of this. So, those, uh, you know, those are kind of the offensive hot takes. Let's look at defense, and of course this week we'll get more in-depth, you know, as to, you know, what the team needs to do uh, after the season opener, obviously more in-depth on Dak, and then, you know, looking ahead to the Redskins game, because I tell you what, I mean, the Cowboys, if they start 0-2 with two straight losses in the division, uh, that's a pretty, pretty steep climb out right off the bat. I mean, playing, play, it's kind of like a double whammy. Not only do you lose if you lose to a division rival. So so they certainly have a lot of work to do. And, and defensively, you know, it, it was an okay game. I, I don't know, you know, you, you can't rip the defense uh, too much because if you hold a team to 20 points and when, when you look at the Cowboys offense with – Ezekiel Elliott and Des Bryant and Jason Witten in the best offensive line. <clears throat> you expect 20 points if the defense holds an opponent to 20 points. You would think or at least hope that, hey, more times than not, you're going to win. So 
you know, that they certainly did their part to a certain extent, but, you know, when it, when the game mattered, when in the crucial times, uh, they fell apart. They fell apart down the stretch, and, and that's where that is the number one area that this Cowboys defense needs to flourish in. They need to be a bend but don't break, you know, kind of the clutch guy or the clutch unit. Yeah, no one's heard of them, but, hey, uh when it matters, they can make a stand. And, you know, the two times when it mattered, they couldn't. You know, the Giants put together the game, what proved to be the game-winning touchdown drive midway through the fourth quarter uh, when Eli Manning, you know, found Victor Cruz for the touchdown. And then with just under four minutes left and it being a one-point game, the Cowboys had a chance to – uh, really do work and, and and get the offense the ball back in a hurry. They had a, a couple timeouts, the two minute warning, and uh, the Giants, you know, started you know somewhat deep in their own territory. By the end of it, the Giants had milked almost three minutes off the clock, gained forty yards, a couple first downs, and the Cowboys were out of timeouts. So, and, and as Sean Lee said. You know, don't blame Terrence Williams. This is just as much on the defense as anyone because, you know, they got to get off the field. They got to get the offensive ball back quicker than with just a minute five left. So, uh, kind of like I said, to open the show, just a bad all-around loss for the Cowboys. The stud running back, you know, fourth overall pick didn't shine. Uh, the rookie quarterback had his flashes, but at the end, uh, you know, wasn't able to punch it in the end zone uh, when they needed to. And defensively, uh, I'm pretty sure the Giants scored every time they got into the red zone. And, you know, kind of late late in the game, crunch time, uh, the Cowboys can't come through. So, you know, like I said earlier, I'm not saying the Cowboys are going to be a bad team or anything like that, but this was a game a bad team loses. And, you know, there's just so many different things that just, you know, settling for field goals instead of touchdowns and giving up touchdowns instead of field goals and what have you. So, uh, but anyways, that will do it for me for today. I hope you enjoyed it. Again, follow me on Twitter at Drew Davison. Reach out to me via email, ddavison, D-A-V-I-S-O-N, at star-telegram.com. Let me know your feedback. You know, what what would you want, you know, me to discuss this week on the podcast? What thoughts are running through your head after seeing this Cowboys team for one week? So, please feel free. I want this to be interactive. I want you guys to enjoy it, and I hope you did. Uh, but, you know, I'll be back tomorrow with more. Thanks a lot. What you doing? Ran out of space on my phone, so I'm deleting some stuff. Bye, singing dog. Bye, goal. I pronounce you. Bye, wedding ceremony. Stop. At Metro PCS, you get two free phones with twice as much memory. Really? Don't say bye to your memories. Switch to Metro PCS and get two free LG K20 Plus phones with 32 gigs when you switch two lines. Metro PCS. Wireless. Figure it out. Coverage not available in some areas. Sales tax not included in phone price. Excludes numbers on the T-Mobile network. See store for details and terms and conditions.